Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Folks, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast that counts down the things each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I did the order wrong. <laughs> Wow, I what? feel like I feel like I caused this because I just I just went on a rant about how we need to be peppier and Eli Eli is trying and he jumped the gun. Yeah, I, I, I re- just really cranked up my pep and then <laughs> then jumped the gun. Pep to critical levels. Yeah. Three, What's up, two, guys? One, part three. Oh, we're not okay. I thought we were just no, doing it. I thought that was a great start. Great start, personally. Yeah, it's, I think it's fine. I think we're hey hey everyone hello. <laughs> Don't we? Uh, we're very professional, and we just did this, and there hasn't there was not a prior few minutes uh, before this. We're There's just, no lost episode. There's no nothing in the vault. We have an empty nope. vault. Come see it. Come open it. Check it out. That's right. Get her all over light. here. Whatever. Use a black light. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah. use. We a black welcome light. you to our vault. Yeah, yeah someone been... was storing a ton of cum in this vault. Yeah, it's a bodily fluid vault. That famous thing. Thumbs down. Oh, I don't know, and it's not it's not good. Um, that's what yeah, that's what the uh, ancient. If you crack open one of those jars, uh, with the, there's one that's just full of cum. Oh yeah, the body, the organ jars. Yeah, they weigh they awful. weigh they weigh your heart against a, a jar full of cum, and that's how they decide whether you go to heaven or not. Right? Is that is that right? That's yeah. I think that's I mean. right. I what I don't remember is is if your heart is heavier than the cum, do you go to heaven, or if your heart is lighter than the cum, do you go to heaven? It's. Uh, uh, I just remember I it's based it on be, density. It's density. That's <laughs> what. I think it has uh, to be lighter. I don't know for sure. Um, the heart has to be lighter than the cum. I think so. I think it, that's you're go- right. Because you're going up. I think. I think. Well, the scale has to be. I don't know. They dip a feather in it, and then, yeah. boy, Anubis our, our- sniffs the feather. <laughs> right? Is this right. accurate? It's been a while our, since I took our, mythology. Since I made a large in constituency. Of uh, Egyptologist listeners are just screaming right now, just furious. Yeah, listening to well, this. For a second, I was like, "Oh no, are we being offensive?" And then I was like, "Oh right, it's ancient Egypt. We can mock their religion because that no one has it anymore. It's allowed." I mean, it seems Is like somebody's still have sticking it. with that. Yeah. <laughs> still, somebody's still like, "No, it's Anubis. It's a hundred percent Anubis." That's just what's uh, happening. Really offending uh, Rachel Vice and the Mummy right now. That's <laughs> who we're. Yeah, we're she's pissed. I just uh, learned that uh, the name for the hell in the Mayan religion is like X I B A L B A, but it I can't I can only say it like the Star Wars pod racer because it's Zibalba. <laughs> All I can do is walk around going Zibalba, like it's just the exact same word. Be like, now Be this careful. is hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to end up in Zibalba. Like just this weird mashup of Star Wars, but it's a pod racer that's really into Egyptology, I guess. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool. I feel like that movie is. It, it makes sense that there would be something named after hell in that movie because it's uh, the. I feel like I'm there when I'm watching it. Star Wars Episode One. You're not a it's fan. Bad. You don't it's love bad. it. You don't have it on Blu-ray Extended Edition. <laughs> Come on. That was one I thing have, that I. Could, oh, let's go ahead. I just. Uh, I was Blu-rays. Like so, I'm. I'm still at my parents' house, and uh, they. They own exactly three dvds they own um 
Hoop Dreams, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and let me look. There's one other one over there that I can't see. I'll uh, I'll th- look. I'll tell you what the third one is on uh, our bonus episode on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/WhatAtimePod. Wow, the paywall comes clattering down to find out <laughs> Kath's parents' third Blu-ray. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered what it is, but I'm not going to say. You got to oh, listen. Geez. We have yeah. Diego Lopez on today. Yeah, we're going to talk Jeremy Piven's ex- exorbitant fees for chatting it up and uh, the doo-doo cops, the Shake Shack doo-doo cops. Shake Shack doo-doo cops. It's going to be good. Yeah, we can tell more stories about that one time we went to Shake Shack. I feel like <laughs> right. that came, comes up weirdly regularly. Like, what about that yeah, time we like all went the, to Shake Shack? It's like the... <laughs> The Velvet Underground of, uh, of of going to a fast food place. Everyone yeah. has a different story about it. Uh, everyone was, yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah, they, they do did, the, the oral history of our podcast on Vulture or whatever, it, we'll just all talk about that one time we went to Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. The the uppers, the, a random upper uh, west side Shake Shack is our CBGBs for yep. only our podcast. And there was only <laughs> one thing there. We only went once. <laughs> and it was very mediocre. Uh, and it was... For for the amount of times it comes up on this podcast, a very unremarkable trip to Shake Shack. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you guys feel you guys amped up about uh, how many people are not wearing masks and stuff? That's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty sick when I've been outside. Pretty cool. Pretty sick. I think pretty it's awesome. Pretty pretty chill. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I love uh, being outside and having a dude walk up to my apartment. With no mask on, drunk on wine, holding a wine bottle, going, hey, I'm here to uh, hang out with your neighbors. And then I got to let him into my building. I think that's Ugh. cool. Ugh. I'm sorry. I think that's sick and cool. Yeah. Well, it's definitely sick. It's very oh. sick. We're, we're recording this on the day of Trump's big uh, illness rally. That's oh, yeah. happening in a, in a few hours, I believe. Yeah, so. it's, it's happening on the, on the roof of a building in Los Angeles. And... Uh, Everyone's really excited to look up and see the aliens. That's kind of my... That's the vibe I'm getting from the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They have it a roof so that all the spores can drift down and infect the populace. Uh-huh. Just having the, the Trump infectothon. Yeah, the thing, the thing that's crazy is that, like, presumably they could have done it somewhere that's outside, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they didn't have to do it inside. It's summertime. But, but also... Uh, you know, fuck the nerds who are saying it's bad or whatever. Also, uh, the protests. So, ergo, uh, you know, which we think are bad. Ergo, we can do whatever we want. You know, it's so. You know, it, it doesn't. There's obviously not a lot of logic behind it. Um, and maybe there isn't a place in in, in Tulsa that it sufficiently uh, fits whatever need there is. They can't just do it. It's in true. I mean, lot. Tulsa. There's it's there's nowhere outside in Tulsa. It's under a mm-hmm. huge yeah. dome. They Tulsa's dropped famously the dome all indoors. Tulsa. Yeah. That show under the dome. I mean, they should, they should drop a dome on Tulsa at this point. I mean, that would be fine. Uh, I, I feel bad for containing. The, well, dump it on just on the on the stadium because there's a lot of people there. That, to be clear, that are not uh, did not choose this and do not want this. So I, I feel for those people. Though that's that's a real drag. To just, let them live in the dome. Yeah, put a dome over the stadium. Have a small hatch in the top. Insert Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin, and. It's just Biodome, but more and deadly. <laughs> Paul Shore, Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> William Atherton, um, <laughs> Kylie, Min- Kylie Minogue. Kylie, Kylie Minogue. Minogue is in Biodome? Yeah. Good for her. Um, 
I can't remember who else, but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty good though. Uh, two non-main characters. Um, from that's all you need. Thirty years ago, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty impressed that you remember the third and fourth build people in Biodome. That's pretty yeah. good. Well, yeah. William Atherton is is just a general like he's the guy from he's the shitty reporter from Die Hard. He's the uh, the EPA guy from Ghostbusters. Who's actually right? Unfortunately, I hate to see that, but. Um, what does he you say know, in Ghostbusters? He's just like he's the guy who wants he wants to shut down the uh, the ghost uh, thing, uh, like the the ghost uh, like jail they have in the firehouse. Oh, um, their ghost and, the ghost box. And they, yeah, Walter Peck is his name, and they call him uh, they call him Dickless, and he says, is "This true?" He says, "Yes, this man has no dick. He's that guy. He's the really mad EPA guy." Or oh, he's getting owned for simply yeah. trying to contain the ghosts. That's kind of his whole deal. He's a classic like guy you hate uh, character actor, which is always nice. Hmm. I made a joke on Twitter the other day about uh I was just gonna bring this up. Yeah, I, this is <laughs> you do I need to clear the air? <laughs> I made I made a joke that uh like people peop, about people who think that knowing a lot of character actors is a personality and a bunch of people thought I was mad at you, Patty. It was not about you. Who was it about? Or like it wasn't, generally. I, I can't remember like what what i saw that made me think that um but it's like it's just like i have a lot of conversations about character actors with with men in my life that's all (laughs) it wasn't like really about anyone but like a bunch of people thought it was about you and then a bunch of other people thought it was about david twighty and it's like you and twighty are two of my closest friends like i'm not (laughs) i'm not mad you guys are great i'm sorry if you were offended by it just like weird subtext that I've been like annoying you with character actor texts over the past <laughs> right. few days or something. I like secretly yeah. fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. Patty logs onto the group chat at 2 a.m. and just sends IMDb pages for an hour. Yeah. We, we just have to respond and be like, wow, lots of movies. I should be clear. This is not true. <laughs> this is, it's not happened. It's usually me and my insomnia sending like a funny tweet at one in the morning and then being like, sorry, I know it's late. Oh yeah, there was one. It's like, did you guys know Zelko Ivanek is in Donnie Brasco? I'm just rewatching. I hadn't noticed. It's like, okay, man, thanks. Yeah, like 4:30 in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, Eli had one at like five the other day, and uh, it wasn't five. I won't be slandered. Late. It was real late. I think it was two. Shelby had one at 5:30. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. It was Shelby. Shelby Shelby had one really late. At the at (laughs) almost the crack of dawn, the birds are out at 5:30. I that's true. That. Maybe, maybe we are being, um, we are showing our own sort of slackerdom that we see five thirty as late as opposed to early. Yeah, like maybe Shelby was be. Shelby was going for a jog. Shelby was like yeah. getting up to work out. Shelby was up like, doing like his calisthenics in like a sweatsuit, like exactly. at five thirty. <laughs> just Shelby's icon with the mute over it right now, just forced to bear all this speculation on his morning activities. Just flipping has- stuff in his apartment, just enraged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has either very good self-control or he just stays in this chat and uh, doesn't listen, both of which I would respect deeply yeah that's right <laughs> he's looking at nothing but the sound waves just it's like <laughs> i can't it. listen to another fucking minute of this yeah i'll just make sure the sound waves look good and wait until there's a break like if, if we keep asking for him eventually we'll pause and he'll be able to tell some things up yeah no we're sure he listens because he'll he pops in the discord text chat with a it's like the yeah, name of an Italian porn star or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. 
He's the best exactly. in the biz. That's that's why they call him Shelby Podcast. Shelby Podcast. <laughs> I feel really bad that I have not changed his name in my phone from Shelby Podcast. Shelby. But it's like, oh, is it's that funny. what the riff was on? I wasn't yeah. looking closely. Shelby Podcast. <laughs> well, because I posted a text that was really funny the other day that Shelby just apropos of of nothing in the actual chat but apropos of what was going on on twitter just texted us i'm the nester of the podcast <laughs> and so <laughs> i like a- screen capped that and everyone was like shelby podcast <laughs> it's the that's a uh, in the dinosaurs voice too he tweeted it like, i'm the nester <laughs> that's like- gotta love me Kath waking up after like a wild night at a bar with a, a number in her phone that just says like mike podcast and it's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> I met a guy who had a podcast. <laughs> I started a podcast with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised more. Well, I guess they just never actually get started, but so many podcasts get. That's like really. You one wake argument up in bed for s- and you're holding a mic. It's like, oh no, uh, what did we do last night? <laughs> Dude, it's the new. Uh, we should make a documentary about our lives. I feel. Yeah. Like. Oh man. Uh, it was funny too. I, I talked to a friend who who produced uh, at some um, production company, and she was like, secretly, she's like, if one more fucking comedian pitches me a show about how they travel around the country, like I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Like apparently that's like the number one where comedians are like, I'm pretty funny, so I think like maybe I just like go around the country and like hang out with people. <laughs> it's like apparently that yeah, is I feel very like uh, in light of recent events, we're really not. That's that one's not gonna get greenlit for a while now. Uh, we're not gonna back a show like that until we have confirmation that this guy is not a scumbag. That seems uh. to be like the current. Uh, I thought you just meant because uh, no one can travel now, but also, yeah, that he's not a scumbag. Also that, yeah. Well, hey, you know, both of those. That's fine, you know. Um, both of those yeah. are probably good. There could be two There could be two good reasons for something. Yeah, flying is but not yeah, bad. too many comics, like, everybody just watched Insomniac when they were growing up and likes Anthony Bourdain, and they're like, yeah, I could do that. I'm like yeah. this. Yeah, I'm pretty funny, like, conversationally. What know. about, like, uh, maybe if I, like, smoke weed with people yeah, in maybe the parking I could lot after, we could film that. <laughs> Yeah, That's what, if, cool. what if that was it? A, a, yeah. a show about standing in a circle with people I just met who uh, smoking weed. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> That's like the real comedy club is like outside, you know, like when you're. <laughs> That's smoking where like the funniest shit. The real show is back. The real show is back here. That's my that's my, my favorite uh, thing to say at Karma uh, in the back. <laughs> the real show is back here. The the back heavy quotes. <laughs> yep. In the hallway on the way to the bathroom. Yeah, next to someone who is asleep, who blacked out at 8 p.m. In the hallway where Tommy McNamara saw somebody throw up, who main, a lady who maintained eye contact with him while throwing up. Man, I miss stand-up comedy so much. It's so stupid. I just got like a full-body chill, like just, just saying that. Just the, the horrifying. It's too intimate. Too intimate. Shut yeah. it down. The fact that you're saying, like, oh, the real show's back here about that hallway makes me think about how funny it would be to say that uh, as you go into the bathroom. Wait, so yeah, that's about right. <laughs> oh, the real on, show's back on, here, you're, and you just walk you, into the bathroom. You're going to try out well, some new stuff lock, back so. there? Yeah. Working on your act? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Karma was really good. They, they, the bathroom had a, a lock that didn't work, but also it was sharp, because I definitely cut myself on it once. <laughs> well, that's which good. Which is super cool. I'm um, glad you still have your finger. Oh yeah, well you know that's I'm, before I'm, I'm people were worried about diseases. Job. That's pre-disease. I know? eat a little bit of tetanus every day, so that I actually am immune to tetanus. I can yeah. cut as, cut myself on rusty nails as, as often as I'd like. 
We yeah, have proof yeah. that uh, Shelby is in fact listening uh, because he has just notified us that we've been talking for 14 minutes. But that's that right. could just Thank be you, sound Shelby. waves. That's it true. Could just that's be sound true. Waves. Could just be clock. It's hard yeah. to say for sure. Uh, do we want to do a, a, a brief uh, precipitated by current events or recent events Hellboy Corner and then get yeah, moving? I was Let's about to say it. maybe maybe you should maybe we should follow to where two walls meet uh, briefly and uh, discuss some. Uh, well, Hellboy Corner, uh, Shelby, as usual, can you throw in the Marco Beltrami score from Hellboy? Not the new one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, this is actual news. It just kind of makes me mad, but uh, I think it's a, everything seems old now. Like, when we talked about doing the doo-doo cops on the bonus, I was like, that was this fucking week. It's crazy. Um, this is, But Ted Cruz, uh, I guess Ron, Perl- Ron Perlman's become, like, honestly, I'm just glad he's not on the wrong side but he is he's you know one of these like kind of cheat on chief guys a little bit on twitter so he, he he mouthed off at ted cruz who did what anyone whose honor has been challenged would do which is to uh challenge them to wrestle their strongest friends <laughs> in, like some weird match uh and ron perlman is a big dude but i just it just makes me mad because he he challenged him to wrestle jim jordan which like Jim Jordan will win because he was a collegiate wrestler and he coached wrestling for a long time at Ohio State, but also it's like so absurd to bring up Jim Jordan as a wrestler because one of the things he's known for is being uh, allegedly covering up like a massive amount of, of molestation at Ohio State while he was the wrestling coach. So it's like, I just, uh, it, it, that's what just makes me mad. It's not like... <laughs> I don't know, it's like, huh, yeah, my friend's a wrestler, and it's like, yeah, we kind of know. There was, like, a whole thing that happened there. I'm trying to think of a comparison for what you do, but it's like, you know, if like, if your friend was, like, a baseball player that, like, you know, I don't know, killed a guy with a pitch, you wouldn't be like, why wouldn't you want to take the fastball on of my friend? It's like, well, there's a very, very dark baggage there, but um, I would still like to see it if Ron Perlman is in the full Hellboy makeup and headbutt Jim Jordan with his shaved down horns and knock him unconscious would be cool. Even though I'm not advocating violence, I'm just advocating that he headbutt him in the head and then he falls over and he's unconscious, which is not violence. Um, A lot of people think it is, but it's not. If you actually look up violence in the dictionary, it's uh, very different. It's uh, it's a complicated vocabulary word. So it's all right for Hellboy to headbutt him is what I'm saying. Um, they're not going to wrestle. I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, it's absurd. It's such a weird schoolyard, but not even schoolyard, because I think you would get made fun of at a school for doing that. Um, yeah. I tried to warn. I was just like, I'm just going to get mad about Jim Jordan, because he's a piece of shit. But is this Hellboy Corner? <laughs> Hellboy's good. Check it out. The Golden <laughs> Army. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you for that. Uh yeah, I mean, I, the thing that the thing that's about you definitely get made fun of him from school because Ted Cruz's whole thing is like, oh, if you're so tough, why don't you fight my friend? Oh, are yeah. you afraid <laughs> to fight my friend? <laughs> Just yeah, like, yeah okay, the classic man. hallmark of someone who's not scared—a person offering up their friend for combat. Right. Whoa, the, yeah. You, the toughest you don't man. Me- you don't want to mess with that guy. His friend is big. Yeah. I guess that's sort of <laughs> like 
I mean, it's like a it's like a trope from like childhood bully stuff, but like not even because like Jim Jordan's not he's like fifty five, like you know he's got fifteen years on Ron, on Ron Perlman, but like you know yeah. I, yeah. I, don't you want to fight my friends? Like, no, I think I want to fight the guy who looks like, to quote a uh, uh, comedian Lane Pichel, who looks like Slimer before he died. That's what <laughs> <I'd fight. laughs> be fair, Man, he really not. does. I think I think you'd have a real hard time pinning Ted Cruz. Like he just would, mm. you know, he'd just roll out of everything. He's slippery. Yeah, you can just detach his limbs. Yeah, like I could see him going like f- he he yeah, all of his joints are like double jointed and stuff. Like uh, he's just like. And he and he's like moi- he's like wet, so you can't yeah. like you pin put- him down because he just like slips out of your grasp. Yeah. And if you pull part of him off, he can just like reconstitute another Ted Cruz off of that piece. So yeah, you, you yeah. just end up fighting more. It's just like it's unending. You have to you have to incinerate him all at once so that you know because you can't like it has to just be completely. It's kind of like zombie rules, but even more insane. Patty, yeah. I really appreciate your phrasing because I do feel like. I wouldn't say this about a normal person, but if you are dismembering a, a part of Ted Cruz, it is like pulling part of him off. Like you just like <laughs> grab a handful and it kind of just dislodges, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. That's, I think that's right. I mean, you know, if you, if you, yeah, I mean, it's like a, like a nematode. Yeah. He's like a nematode. It's like the feeling of when you go in a lake and it, you know, there's like, it changes from the sand of the beach and then you're like, ah, now it feels like Ted Cruz when you get like two, three feet out. That's when, you know, mm. that's yeah, all that like decomposed uh, leaf matter and you like step into the sand and your foot goes like ankle deep. Yeah. That's like what Ted Cruz's body is like. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like the senator from the X-Men movie who gets turned into mostly water. Only it's like silicone or some other like non organic, uh, you know, substance. Yeah. So he's like kind of like a gel. Yeah. The, vi- the virus that turns people see through and fringe is Ted Cruz's blood. It's just, <laughs> it's not even changed. It's just aerosolized and sprayed Thank on people. Thank you. Thank you for the fringe reference. That is, uh, that, oh, that, I got to get it done. Yeah. All right. So should we get going? Let's Numbers do it. Time. Number five. All right. Number five is a story uh, that comes to us uh, from Engadget, is where I'm reading it at. Uh, this is a project by Georgia Tech. It is a small robot that is designed. It, they've developed this, and his name, which is the only name you can give this for a robot that's supposed to be a sloth to go survey sloths, is Slothbot. They made Slothbot. Uh, it's a little robot that looks like a sloth. I encourage you to look up the image. It's so fucking it's cute. fucking adorable. It looks like a little, little, you know, little guy, big glass eyes. He has a smile. They, they, they like CNC'd a little happy smile into his face. It's running along a wire. It's fucking phenomenal. You could make a, you could base an entire theme park around just, uh, like, like you could make an entire theme park around just sloth bots. Like that would be a good starting point. You could do some rides, but mostly people would go just to see these little guys zooming around. Um, you know, of course they don't really zoom because they're sloths. They've been designed to move very slowly. Uh, so, he, it, go sorry, go ahead. No, it's uh, it's so he and actually you can go see it. I would like to now. He's it's at the Atlanta Botanical Garden for several months. Uh, there is one long hundred foot cable, and uh, he kind of I guess just kind of scoots back and forth on this hundred foot cable. Uh, they're trying to use him. They're trying to develop it to uh, kind of like survey endangered sloths 
without alerting them, which is very like it's great because it will probably work because you know like I guess a lot of animals have pretty bad eyesight so. And sloths, I don't really know. I'm not a biologist, but it's I wouldn't, you know, be like they have a hawk's vision. So maybe this little cute little sloth guy looks looks close enough for them. Probably, the I'd probably want him to be friends with me if I was a sloth. You know, the thing I'm confused about is like I understand the principle is like we don't want to alert the sloths that we're studying them, and it will because that might alter their behavior. But like, what does a sloth do when it's alerted? I can't. Im- I can't imagine an alert sloth. Oh, it freaks <laughs> out. It goes absolutely nuts. So we gotta get out of here, and then they just start moving very slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all. Um, yeah. Don't, what's the one? Is it sloths that people love to say they're like they actually have one very sharp talon or something? Like the, there's just like some sloth fact that they're actually very scary. Just this contrarian sloth fact that people get out. But, well, uh, they do have, they have, like, really long claws, for sure, because mm-hmm. that's how they stay in the trees. But I don't know, I don't know if they would uh, attack you ever. I don't know if they're a, a predator animal. Yeah, it feels a little bit, it, it feels, it always felt a little bit weird. I mean, if this was, if I'm not misremembering it, you know, it'd be like saying that a pigeon could claw your face off. And it's like, yeah, it probably could if it wanted to, but it's not really what they do. It just, they just happen to have sharp feet. Like, that's sort of... You know, sloths, they're, they're chill. They just do have long claws. Um, they have, like, real long limbs. Yeah. It's real good. I, I just love this little sloth bot. I think it's so cute. And it's, like, I'm so suspicious of robots in general. Like, anytime there's, like, a, a robot innovation, I'm always, like, how will this be used to, like, make life worse for everyone it's gonna surveil us it's going to police us they're like how close is this robot to robocop and slothbot is about as far away from robocop as possible like this is one of the only robots i've seen lately where i'm like i'm i'm not worried about this uh robot gaining sentience and learning how to operate a gun you know it's got no one he wouldn't hurt me Slothbot is a is a friend. He would not do that to me. Slothbot yeah. friend. Slothbot yeah. absolutely friend. Like yeah. benevolent benevolent robot. I think. Like listen to this little guy. Okay, he's he's built to you know study animals, plants, overall environment below by but by moving as little as possible, it inches along overhead cables only when necessary. Which I'm really connecting with this bot in general. Absolutely uh, wasted energy. Yeah. Charging itself, mm-hmm. charging itself with solar panels to monitor factors like carbon dioxide levels and weather for as long as possible, possibly for years. It even crawls towards the sunlight to ensure it stays charged. Oh, he suns himself. I would, I would scoop him up and carry him to the sunlight like a baby bird. I'd be like, oh, Slothbot, let me help you. And I'd slide, I'd climb up, slide him along the wire. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, he probably it's a, you slide him along the wire, and then he's like, whoa. Because he's not used to going that fast. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, the out. classic. He's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's like a sp- he has a speedometer on it that only goes up to one. It's like top top <laughs> speed, one mile an hour, and then it starts redlining. You know. Yeah, he just yeah. explodes. You're going at like walking pace, and he like does that involuntary thing where you like try to like stop the person in the passenger seat from going through the windshield when you <laughs> stop too slow, holding him back. <laughs> yeah. Just it go. It's going two miles an hour, and it's leaving a trail of flames on the wire behind it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's great. I guess you know he hangs out with sloths and all that. 
I, I I was saying in the chat that I'm very much enjoying like a slow sloth speed robot voice. You know, they'll just be like, "Hello, fellow sloths," and they're all like, "What's up, man? How are you doing?" Pretty good, just being a normal sloth like you. Inching along his wire. I love him. I want to get one. I'm curious when they'll be released for consumers because I would like to yeah. kickstart this, whatever I can do. Patty, didn't you go to a sloth island recently? No. Uh, um, Whitney did. Uh, she she was on uh, <clears throat> uh, vacation and uh, it was uh, in South America in Panama. And. Uh, uh, there was an island that she she saw Sloth Island kind of from afar. Like they were they weren't just like you know they're not, they're not like all like having a cookout like you know sitting around. Yeah. So like she, but she didn't get to she didn't get to go to the island. She just saw it from afar. No, I th- I, th- I believe she went to the island, but um, she like grabbed a couple pics of guys. Um, but uh, you know they're up in the trees and stuff, so they're not like there. I guess. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, it's not like go topless Jeep weekend of sloths. They're not all out oh. partying. Now can you They're imagine? They're not going that? wild. Yeah, sloths something. gone wild. Cue yeah. steel drum music. Um, yeah, <laughs> sloth, Joe Fra- sloth Joe Franson. <laughs> it's like She's... it's like steel drum music that's chopped and screwed because it's like all oh. slow. That's probably very good. I kind of want to hear that. Now. I bet. Yeah. I bet that'd be good, dude. That'd be great playing sloths chopped and screwed. Just fucking put on like DJ screw mixtapes and sloths are like. This is like that's how sloths understand hip hop. Is like just before it was too fast. Yeah, sloths <laughs> consider sloths consider regular regular hip hop to a sloth is like drum and bass. It's like Diesel Boy level, and then chopped and screwed. They're like, now I can follow this. Like, yeah, this yeah. is more my speed. Yeah, regular. Yeah, it's like, it's like Rusko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just pull just pulled that one out of the archives from 2010. Jesus. Rusko. Yeah, I, you threw me <laughs> back. I was like, God, what is what Rusko? Making a playlist for a college house party. Rusko was like yeah, one of the college, first. Not definitely not uh, two years out of law school. Definitely not <laughs> for college. sure. Not yeah. Rusko was one of the first like kind of like bro step like like Skrillex and you know ah. he was in that he was in that group. What's, just, well, how like, do you spell it? R U S K O I believe. Yeah. Okay. But he has, yeah, like, I, I, think I the, don't know this. He had a song Rusko, called, called like Oh My Ooh, God boost. or something that was like his really big hit. I thought it was Hold On, maybe? Is that, is that, <clears throat> he had I, I a couple. He, he definitely had a... Woo Boost was the one I remember for whatever reason. Woo Boost. Yeah. That's, the, that's the first uh, uh, result if you Google him. Also, weird thing about this guy to me, he's only 35. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, he's just, like, a dude we know. He kind of looks like Eli, actually. Okay. He is, Eli right. is Rusko. Cut the tape. <laughs> Cut the fucking tape. Um, oh, like you wouldn't want to be Rusko, Eli? Come on. He's got a lot of hair. Also, but, according to Wikipedia, he is associated with a musical style uh, known as Squee. S-K-W-E-E-E. Mm-hmm. Which has its own Wikipedia page and is a musical style with origin in Sweden and Finland. Simple synth sure. chip tune with funk R&B or solo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is some. This is one guy that tried to make like Squee catch on, and then was like, "I'm just going to make a Wikipedia page for this." It's, it's basically also, like there's a footnote that's basically like it's basically dubstep. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically just, dubstep. You don't want to say that. Yeah, I'm it's surprised it's not like a Wikipedia fight trying to like collapse this into the dubstep page, like people getting mad. <laughs> in the, Imagine in the getting into a fight on the talk page for Squee. 
that's yeah. like what you spend your time doing online. I really don't like the three E's. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's upsetting. I, yeah. I Why not two? Dislike it. It's also SEO weak. I mean, it's just going to be hard it's for just, people to it's find just, it. It's just it's vulgar to me. It's, <laughs> it it's, is. It's a vulgar display of, of power. Too many. It E's. sounds like it sounds like a genre of music that like Jeremy from Peep Show would play. Yes, like he 100%. would make up that that name and be like, "It's called Squee." Like that would be his thing. And that, that's. I mean, that's. This is definitely all that. Generally, that kind of music for sure. Right. Like the, a guy in his bedroom and his like in his apartment who with a roommate who hates him. You know that kind of thing. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's Everyone who makes dubstep and like electronic music has a roommate that hates them. Behind every electronic musician is a mad roommate. Unless unless your roommate makes exclusively lo-fi beats to study to, in which case right. you have the most relaxing apartment, <laughs> <laughs> just constant lo-fi beats emanating from, yeah, that always feels like such a weird, you yeah, know, because like I make, I make a lot of uh, brain food. That's what I, that's what I do mostly. <laughs> I definitely I made when I was like fourteen. I made a mix CD called Brain Food. Oh no. <laughs> That memory just bubbling up. Um, oh, you were you were ahead of the curve. That's the spot. That's another one of those. Spotify Am I Rusko? New theory for the Discord to break down. <laughs> Eli is, is Eli Rusko? <laughs> is Eli from York, England? A piece of Could information I, I definitely knew and did not just pull from the Wikipedia page. Definitely yeah, we're not all that. looking at the same web page right now. Yeah, you know, maybe all these all my jokes about bug pudding are just to fucking cover my tracks, so nobody realizes that I'm Rusko. You know, yeah, man. We don't Could know. Be. Uh, yeah. I haven't looked at your ID. That's true. It just says Rusko, one word. Yeah, you remember that time we were hanging out and we all looked at each other's IDs <laughs> and I refused to take out my ID because it says my government name, Rusko, Mr. Squee, on it. Rusko Squee. Hey, come on, man. Just let me see your license. Just give me your ID. It's like, what? No. What? Why? <laughs> no, I want to see if you have a funny uh, DMV picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's such. That feels like such a weird thing that like an undercover cop would do. Be like, hey, do you have like a funny like DMV picture? Let me see. <laughs> Let me see your ID, bro. Do you have like a? Do you have like a really funny like? Just give me your social. Maybe you have like a funny combination of numbers in there or something. You know. Just like, <laughs> uh, you an organ donor, bro? Let me check it out. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see if you got the stamp, bro. Wouldn't want uh, wouldn't want your liver, uh, which if do you donate? I don't. I mean, hey, just <laughs> do curious. you donate? <laughs> Such a funny conversation starter. You donor? Just a, just a guy in a fucking massive jet sweatshirt being like, "You a donor? Let me see your ID." You got that little heart Let's on check there? Check it out. You got, you got the heart on there? What's what's the deal? Yeah. Um, you ever drink a beer on your stoop? Let me tell me about it. It's no big deal. Let me see your ID. <laughs> uh, so Slothbot, uh, I, I sent a picture of this. I sent a picture of the sloth that I was sent from Panama. It's in the Discord. Um, pretty good, pretty close up, um, but not uh, not like in person level. But uh, sloths, yeah. they're good. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up to sloths. Should we move on to number four? Yeah, I, think we I was should. just going to share upsetting information about how they poop. So better to just yeah, don't tell me. Don't tell me. That yeah, can remain a mystery. That's fine. Number four. Number four is, uh, this story is from Austria, um, where, uh, look, there've been protests against police violence all over the world, um, throughout Europe as well as, uh, as in America. And, uh, this story comes to us from, from Austria. This did not happen at a protest, but I like to believe that this, uh, this person was a, a sympathizer, um, a man in Austria has been fined 500 euros for uh, farting at the cops. So 
basically he uh, was the the cops have defended this decision by saying, well, he was being annoying otherwise. <laughs> like he was already being like belligerent to us, and he, he farted. He was a he pest. Was a- and then he farted, and that was when the pest the pesting went too far. Yeah, like apparently the the police department went on Twitter to clarify: no one will be arrested for accidentally farting near us. That is fine. <laughs> the problem, according to them, is that this guy, like, I guess he like full on like lifted a cheek and like blasted one at the cops. Oh uh, really? Which just, kicks ass. <laughs> just chambered, locked and loaded, ripped one out. I wonder that, that, you gotta you gotta wonder if it's a, if it's a spur of the moment decision or if this was you know if he if he fueled up for it. Mm. That's got to be t- like that's a tough. Um, you got to prove the, the mental state here. I feel like you know, and that that. <clears throat> How do you prove intent? It's hard to get inside someone's head on that. I feel like um, yeah, unless he said it out loud while he was doing it, like this is intentional. Something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get a he load did of this. A, right? Yeah, he he did a like a a, a tee up. He had some phrase. Uh, I'm charging up. He was yeah. said before. He did, the, he did the Colossus noise from the X Men arcade game. Yeah, it looked exactly <laughs> like uh, uh, a DBZ character going Super Saiyan, but it was the, the ground around him was moving because of just how much he was farting. It was blowing <laughs> little rocks away. He did know? the classic "Quiet, please, everybody freeze," and then you know, just let it go. he did did the dragon ball charge up and it took three episodes nothing else happened yeah that's the best they just they were just like yeah we can't make these fast enough so everybody's got to charge up for a while (laughs) like that's an admitted thing you can you can now they have a version of dragon ball z that's just they're they're like we made it we cut out all the charging up because yeah we were just desperately stalling for time like that that was their crowd work charging up is dbz's crowd work they're just like uh Anybody around here charging up? Anybody you guys dating? Like they just like keep it fucking. But yeah, this guy. Ri- just do it, your jokes. Th- just do. Th- just do the fight. Just do your fireballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not fighting here. There's nobody here, anyways. <laughs> I'm not gonna do my. I'm not gonna do my techniques. Not for nobody. Um, yeah, like it's also risky to do to do the fart. I feel like it's it's brave because you don't know what kind of you you can't know what kind of farts gonna come out of there. That's true. It could be really anticlimactic. Like it could be just a a silent one or you could fully backfire and try to get one, like try to like stick it to the cops and then you just end up shitting your pants. Yeah. Shitting your pants. Yeah. Silent. Really, really high conviction is is, that's high risk for sure. That's most likely to have that problem. So what we're saying is this guy is a a hero. He really Mm -hmm. high stakes. Yeah. I want everyone. I want to, I want a uh, picture of, protesters lined up at a a diner counter just slamming like black coffee and like beans and cabbage to prepare you know (laughs) to really rip one to really everybody together just one one guy's just eating prunes it's like dude don't what are you doing don't do that no that's not (laughs) again high risk high reward you know that's that's how they like you know like line everybody up at the at the line and then that's how you increase the space like you you slowly move the cops back by peacefully creating a fart cloud that they have to escape and then it it, it expands you know the autonomous zone and you can make more space for yourself that's true it is it is nature's tear gas (laughs) that is what they call it yeah oh watch out fellas i'm making a bit of nature's tear gas (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. It's like I bet I bet there is some like they're they're not that far from the the police department being like this is considered biological warfare, <laughs> and we do plan to take them to a tribunal. We Absolutely. Just the cops getting hung up on by the Hague, just being like, "No, <laughs> what are you doing?" I mean, Please. if they have you seen those videos of the the cops releasing tear gas and then the wind just blows it all back on them? Oh no, it's <laughs> very good. It's very very good. But like downwind, those cops would absolutely fucking arrest the wind for intent to murder them. Like they're yeah. such. If you like, that's the whole thing. If you if you they'll they'll throw tear gas canisters at people, but if you throw them back at the cops, they'll charge you with like attempted murder. Like it's so yeah. stupid. But I'm, yeah, I'm they a, would absolutely do this for farts. Going to the protest, doing such a doing doing a protest fart. It's such high freak. A whistling protest fart at such high frequency that it causes the the cop horses to absolutely lose their mind <laughs> and suddenly go go buck wild, seeding discord with the high frequency of my whistling farts. Yep, they just instantly throw off their riders and become mm-hmm. free. Not to combine stories here, but I would like it if Slothbot could fart. I think that would be a good feature, and I request that it be added to his logic board. To his yeah, firmware. Yes. Firmware update for Slothbot. Now he can fart. <laughs> it's really, just, it's really just like another another sound is really what you need. Like you know, you, you don't have to like. It's not a new function. It's just you add a new sound to his little repertoire. Yeah. So yeah, I think firmware would handle it, or even a software update. I think would take care of it. Yeah. So, uh, Slothbot OS uh, <laughs> v one point one. Yeah, the the new update security updates. Yeah, I assume we're at beta. Hacked. So yeah. Yeah. Oh no, beta slothbot went went far too fast. Like we discussed, he was he was ripping the wires to shreds. They had to they had to patch him. Yeah, there were sparks flying off the little cable as he moved back and forth. It was very dangerous. Yeah, I would, th- that's the thing. I'm now I am scared. I'm like, what if they're just like everybody loves slothbot, and suddenly there's a slothbot on the wire on every street in New York, and they're like, <laughs> slothbot is observing you. <laughs> it's yeah. Like. Everybody loves Slothbot, the bot that's a sloth. We regret to inform you the Slothbot is now part of uh, the surveillance state. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence when there's a, some police officers accused of brutality, the Slothbot for that street is suddenly beaten to pieces. Wow. Very convenient that that Slothbot did not record. Like, yeah, fully just part of the state. Uh, recording the fart. Do they have, can you watch him fart? Is there a video? What? Of the guy? I no. I, I thought you meant of the sloths. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I bet there's videos of farting sloths. Though I don't know, because as I mentioned, they have very weird digestive tracts. But again, that's for my other podcast. This is, I feel like when Eli brings up uh, how sloths digestive tracts, it's a sign that we need to move on to the next number. It could be. Just in general. <laughs> maybe that's my, my coded thing. So hey, the, you guys so know how sloths shit? Lit- yeah, so the listeners won't know. You know, it's real undercover for me to be like, hey, you guys hear about sloths and their digestive tracts? We just or fucked it up by it talking about it. Yeah, we blew it. A new new code needed. I'll work on it this week. <laughs> Re- release it the next week. He's trying to do better here. Yeah. Should we keep, should we keep moving? Yes. Yeah. Number three. This one, this, this story goes back a while. Um... This I think it goes back to, yeah, it, it was uh, it was filed in, 
Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. This goes back to before. Okay. Yeah. This is like this was something that I've been following this for a while because this is a um, this is a illegal case that has been going we have on a, for. We have a lawyer mo segment coming. Yeah, it's been going on for like fifteen years. So I was aware of this uh, in law school because it was it was like a few months before I started. But back in back in two thousand five, um, and it, it was also interesting to me because um, it was it was in D, it's in DC, which is uh, obviously where I was in college. So there's a lot of reasons why I was just like, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, former um, administrative law judge, or I guess he was administrative law judge at, at the time. So this guy is a guy who presumably is you know credible enough lawyer that he got appointed a judge. Not that that's really the case anymore, but you know, let's assume two thousand five, there was a little bit more. But um. Uh, you know, federal judge that that they, um, you know, they're appointed by, by and and you know, like a whatever guys, presumably not an insane lunatic, but uh, here we go. Um, he he sued his dry cleaner in D.C. Um, for basically he left a pair of pants um, to be dry cleaned, um, and I guess I'm, I'm reading here just. Uh, um, they were distinguished by a unique trio of belt loops on both sides of the front waistband. So I guess this is like some kind of special tactical belt situation. I don't know why. It's <laughs> for his old is. timey suspenders. The yeah, buttons. I don't know. Um, and uh, they apparently there was like they got sent out to the wrong dry cleaner or something. Like you, you know, because a lot of dry cleaners they send them out to like a central place where they deal with it, and then they all get sent back to the to the place where you actually dropped them off. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, a lot of dry, dry cleaners, cleaners don't are have, like they're they fronts. Have, like, well, they they don't have like the the capacity, so a lot of them they they take them to like a central place where they do all the you know it's like a more yeah industrial type. Um, Interesting. I didn't realize they were like a middleman to laundry. Uh, yeah, I, I, especially laundry. Well, I think I think laundry a lot of places unless they have I mean because that's like a much more high volume like you know thing. Um, right. So they'll they'll ship that out. But, like the place I go has a, has has a laundromat. It's partially a laundromat as well, so they can do it there. But yeah. Um, I have no anyway. idea how dry cleaning works. To be oh, vulnerable. yeah, it is it, a mystery. It's, it's chemicals. Um, Shelby says they take shirts to another location. I assume they, location. May, they, they may also take a clandestine shirt laundering site. Yeah, yeah. I think suits might be similar, but anyway, what in this case they definitely took the pants somewhere else and then they brought them back to the wrong place. Anyway, there was a delay. Um, it was supposed to be May fifth, two thousand five. He got them back a few days later. Um, he refused to accept the pants claiming they were not his despite confirmation by the records tags and his receipt so dude this guy has that like neurological disorder where you think your family has been replaced by clones he has but he for has, his he, pants he has, you're, you're talking about capra's Syndr- delusion yeah <laughs> yes, yes. He has capra's cap- syndrome for pants <laughs> which if um, he's not careful then it then it'll turn into catard and he'll believe that his pants are dead the entire time oh no it can evolve yeah so uh so Wait, he, is he that re- true of those real conditions that you would yeah. that you would have capgrass and then it would become Cotard syndrome? Yeah, Cotard is like an advanced version of capgrass where capgrass is usually they say it's based around not you have a problem identifying facial features and that's why you right. think everyone's a doppelganger. If it gets so uh, uh, severe that you your f- own face looks unfamiliar to you, it can turn into Cotard, which is you believe you genuinely believe that you're dead. And people actually die because they don't eat because they're like, I don't need to eat because I'm a, I'm a corpse. Ooh. It's fucking crazy. But yes. Well, this guy did not have that, but hang on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so he refused to take the pants. 
Um, he demanded instead the price of the pants as compensation. Um, he's claiming an amount over $1,000 for these pants. <laughs> a pair special of pants. pants. They have very special belt loops, I'm told. Yeah. And the dry cleaners refuse because, you know, these are your pants, you lunatic, whatever, you know. And uh, yeah. this guy then filed a lawsuit in D.C. Superior Court. Um, and uh, the judge, d- I guess, decided to bring it to trial. Um, the first claim was the ownership, uh, you know, basically two, two issues. One was, did this guy own the pants that were handed back to him? You know what I mean? Like, are they his or not? And the second issue is... Signs posted outside the business advertising two things, same-day service and satisfaction guaranteed. So, obviously, it was not the same day, and his satisfaction apparently was not uh, granted. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so he, he, you know, they, this, these poor dry cleaners are basically in hell because they got him his pants back late. They apparently were not damaged, according to what I'm seeing here. They were just late, and he's saying, A, these are not my pants, and B, you know, I'm not satisfied. So, he sued them. Um, he present, they, they presented three different settlement offers in the amounts of $3,000, $4,600, and $12,000. Whoa. And they were all rejected by this guy. Um, you know, like, you have to go way above what the actual damages might be because it costs a lot to litigate something. It's kind of a, you know, it's a gross nature of the, the situation, but it is what it is. I, I um, understand that, but at the same time, I feel like... I I feel like I'm getting the wrong lesson from this because this makes me want to sue about dumb shit to see if somebody will give me $12,000. Yeah, well... um, I I don't know. I feel like the amount of time it would take to get to that point... Not if you get somebody working on contingency. I mean, if they just get a piece of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad faith people out there. Speaking of, um, this guy... The judge... Said, you know, he the 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 judge in the case. I'm going to refer to the other guy as Roy. His name is Roy Pearson. Um, I'm not going to call him a judge anymore because he's not a judge anymore. Um, Roy Pearson is the pants owner, the plaintiff. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the the judge in the case was saying, like, well, I have some significant concerns that the plaintiff is acting in bad faith. Yeah, no shit, genius. Um, The judge resolved some of the issues, but said there's a couple issues still uh, that could not be resolved because there were some facts um, at issue. Meanwhile, these poor people that run the dry cleaner are South Korean immigrants who are considering moving back to South Korea. Like they were going to leave the country <laughs> over this. Christ. Yeah. And honestly, then, multiple reasons to do that currently, but well, yeah, this is, in, this is in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah even yeah. then. Yeah. Um, outpouring of support. Um, the public, a lot of people donated money to a website set up their legal defense. So they stayed. So, God. um, he reduced his demand and this wasn't, yeah. I mean, so uh, I, I never even mentioned this. They, they, they offered settlement. He, he claimed the pants cost $1,000. Um, but he also tacked on, you know, punitive damages and things like that. So his total demand was, at the at the time he filed the suit, uh, $67 million. $67 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta that's see what, these pants. So <laughs> you know. The, requ- the, requests, the requests were... Uh, or the way they the way that it broke down was, and then and then in 2007, this is two years after this all started. He was the trial was still going. He reduced his demands to 54 million. Oh, um, reasonable. So yeah, it was 500 thousand in attorneys' fees, and again, I assume he's acting as his own attorney, so that's just disgracefully high. Um, Two million for discomfort, inconvenience, and mental distress. I would agree <laughs> that there is some mental distress here. Um, and 15,000, which he claimed would be the cost to rent a car every weekend to drive to another dry cleaning service. I mean, this guy really is uh, 
Yeah. The remain the remaining uh, another less we forget. That I mean I, I this is like fake like he doesn't do that but like imagine this guy fucking you work at Hertz and this guy comes in every week to rent a car. <laughs> right. To go to his dry cleaner. Right. God. And he's just like making a scene every time to like establish that, that for his legal case that this is why he's doing it. So he comes in and like loudly announces to everyone that he's renting the car like got to go to the dry cleaner again. Right. And like and like there are so many reasons why that's insane because like there are taxis in Washington DC. So even if yeah. you wanted to claim you had to get a ride <laughs> to the dry cleaner, taxi each way is like what 30 bucks like it's still way less yeah. than that and um, and probably one of the top five mm, that like one of the better public transit not a perfect one but yeah. yeah i don't i don't actually know what neighborhood in dc this was um but i'm sure i'm sure we could look that up later but, i would um, i would bet it's in bethesda just based on bias <laughs> i bet it's in like bethesda but uh well it was in, the suit was in dc oh it's in woodley park apparently so that's yeah, that's an, a nicer area too, so that is not shocking. Um, at least I think this is the one. Uh, all right. So anyway, so so the, the remaining part of that fifty-four million, by the way, was for fifty-one point five million to be used to help similarly dissatisfied DC consumers sue businesses. So this guy's just like a, a, you know, obviously a freak, and um, I don't know where he thinks these people are going to get fifty-one million dollars that run a dry cleaner, that famous high-margin, you know, high-roller business mm-hmm. that we right. know. Um, I'm sick of these fat cats in dry cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> so he also like changed the theory of his case, and he wasn't worried about the missing pants anymore. He was worried about the fact that they had those signs, satisfaction guaranteed and same day service, because those committed those were uh, consumer fraud on the part of the dry cleaners. Yes. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the the defense attorney portrayed the plaintiff, the Roy, as a bitter, financially insolvent man. Um, under questioning, and here's a here's a major red flag. Uh, he admitted that at the start of the court case, he had only a thousand to two thousand dollars in, in the bank due to divorce proceedings, if you can believe that. <laughs> oh um, no! And was collecting unemployed benefits. So this is a guy who, like, you know, his marriage fell apart, and then he managed to like the rest of his life just kind of followed immediately. It would seem. And so, all he yeah. had left that he loved in this world were these pants. Right, and there was his thing. last prized possession. To so, be fair, to be fair, his wife did leave him because of the pants. Yeah, because she they hated were, how big the belt loops were. Yeah, he they looks, disgusted he looks her. awful in every other pair of pants. This is the <laughs> yeah. only pair of pants that can make his wife attracted to him, is with so, the belt loops. So he he, he uh, at trial he broke down in tears, explaining uh, his frustration after losing the pants, and they had to declare a recess. Like this, you know, he's not doing great. That's apparently the, the you know the the general deal here. Yeah. Um, the trial ended. Uh, guess who won? Dry cleaners. Um, and uh, they got court costs pursuant to a motion, which they withdrew eventually. They they didn't. Like, they're not trying to like you know slam dunk on this guy or anything. Um, the court took judicial notice, which means they basically just like put on the record this guy's divorce proceedings, uh, <laughs> where he was sanctioned twelve thousand dollars by the trial court for creating unnecessary litigation and threatening both his wife and her lawyer with disbarment. So this guy, you know, not exactly the model litigant it sounds um, like uh it sounds like his wife really uh took him to the cleaners hey yeah so so he lost um he lost the trial he then moved uh to appeal obviously um he felt there was a fundamental legal error he felt so how many he years lost into this is this now this is 2007 so this is okay. still two years so we're still uh, ele- 13 years from present day 
Yes, he he, he lost he lost the appeal. He also lost his uh, second term as an admin law judge because uh, partially, I'm sure, mostly because his suit against the dry cleaners for for sixty seven million dollars that he lost and was crying on the stand over his lost pants uh, demonstrated a lack of judicial temperament. So fair enough. Um. He was appointed in 2005. He stood to lose. He's made about 100 grand a year if if if, uh, if they upheld the decision not to reappoint him, and uh, yeah, that they, they, that was upheld. So he lost his job over this. Um, he sued Washington D.C., claiming uh, he was dismissed for exposing corruption in the uh, Office of Administrative <laughs> Hearings. <laughs> I'm just lost. now. I'm just imagining like, did you guys ever see that Mark Ruffalo movie, Dark Waters? No. Uh, no, it, I've heard it was good though. But yeah, it's it. I mean, it's really good. But it's like it's a classic. There are just so many Mark Ruffalo movies where it's Mark Ruffalo like investigating something, and yeah. I'm just imagining like th- this story as told as a Mark Ruffalo conspiracy movie, where like he's trying to like dig into the corruption of DC dry cleaners and just being stymied at every at every turn. Right, he's trying to talk to a very brusque Stanley Tucci about it, like in yeah. Spotlight. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so so he, he sued D.C. claiming he was exposing corruption. He wanted a million dollars in compensation for lost wages and punitive damages, which seems low considering how much he was wanted for the pants. Um, uh, uh, that that was dismissed. He appealed that one all the way up to the D.C. Circuit, which, again, that costs a ton. I mean, he's doing his own stuff, but that would be a very expensive and time-consuming thing. He lost that as well. 2010, now we are. Um, he filed an appeal again in the pants thing. That was... Uh, blown out his petition was denied in 2009 so he then he then asked the supreme court oh no he didn't sorry he didn't he didn't file for the supreme court to hear it he had 90 days after the denial of his petition for rehearing um filing a petition for certiorari which is where you ask the supreme court to take your case they don't take many cases anyway but he did not even do that so he kind of wimped out at the end there in my opinion should have gone for it he should have just gone whole hog and tried to get the supreme court to hear this you you put in the time yeah. Try, to, yeah. try to get up there. Get it get it to its logical conclusion. Come on, man. Yeah. So anyway, so here we are. Uh it's that's you know, eventually this all led to sort of, you know, where it was eventually gonna head if he kept this crap up. Um the he somebody brought a bar complaint against him basically. Um and said, This guy probably shouldn't be a lawyer. He shouldn't be able to uh I mean you can bring lawsuits pro se, but like, you know, maybe this guy shouldn't be allowed to practice law, uh you know. Um and uh, eventually, um, in January uh, of this year, they heard arguments, and uh, on June 4th this year, the D.C. Court of Appeals found that he violated a couple different rules of professional conduct, and they issued a 90-day suspension um, by the board, which is, you know, um, so you can't practice law for three months. doesn't really, I don't know how much that really hurts him. It's not good to have something like that on your record, but I don't think that really adds much to this guy's general uh, bad reputation at so this they, point. So they yeah, didn't like disbar him? They only suspended him? Yeah, it takes a lot to get disbarred. Um, I guess. I, well, yeah. I mean, nothing he did... I mean, his stu- his claims were outlandish and insane, but, like, he didn't do... He didn't do anything, like, immoral or anything. He, right. He's he didn't just, do the kind of stuff that, like, really... Like, if you do stuff, like, where you steal people's money that are your clients, right. if you do things like that, that's the stuff that really, like, immediately, it's like, you're out type stuff. I guess, he, I guess it's probably good that you can't be disbarred for just being weird. That's probably good. <laughs> just being a strange... Yeah, there's a high bar for that kind of thing. Um, and he, he obviously cleared it enough to get a suspension. Um, so, anyway, this guy... Uh, th- that's that's the last part of it. I'm going to just look at a couple things here just to see... Um, 
you know, his, his, he basically, he was a judge. He lost his pants. He filed the lawsuit. He lost his job as a judge. He lost the lawsuit. He now got suspended. He basically became a, um, national laughing stock. And, um, <laughs> again, the, the didn't get the pants back or he chose not to give the pants back. I don't know. That's a really um, good question is like, where are these pants now? I mean, I would have burned them in front of him. I mean, you know, at the, after the yeah. trial, um, but I would have uh, war- warned them to court. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I would have done. I would have warned them to court and then just um, shit. My, and then, you know, farted really hard in them. Just rub it in on this. Guy. Oh my God. Okay. This is okay. So, uh, Charles, uh, uh, Post of the uh, podcast, Hostile Witness, Charles Starr, you girls on Twitter. He was posting a thread about this, which is kind of what brought this back to my our attention. And uh, a guy replied to him and said, I had the honor of representing the Chung family. The Chungs have retired, but asked me to be the custodian of Roy Pearson's $67 million pants. They're still <laughs> waiting for him if he wants to drop by and pick them up. So this guy has his pants in his office. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Can we get That's, a photo of them? Uh, I don't see a photo, but... Uh-huh. Um, what a good yeah. piece of like legal paraphernalia to have in a law office. Like, yeah, pants. frame put that. them. Yeah, put them in a display case with like a plaque. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Have it up so, like one of those guys like stole royalties. You know, it still has like a platinum record up. Just like these framed weird pants with these two belt loops on them. <laughs> these like specially <laughs> special order belt loops. So That's incredible. To, yeah, shout out to this guy uh, Christopher Manning. Manning on the run on Twitter for a. Uh, Representing the Chung's uh, pro bono on appeal, which is, again, a very expensive process. Um, so that's a, good on him for doing that. Obviously, that's the right thing to do in terms of, you know. Well, he knew. <laughs> I mean, he knew he was going to get paid in the in the $67 million pants. So he's like, well, I don't need uh, I don't need payment in money because I, right. I have these yeah. incredibly valuable uh, pants. He my, honestly could, custody. like, sell off, like, swatches of the pants. Like, you would sell off, like, pieces of, like, uh, you know, like, little bags of dirt from a stadium that's getting, like, to raised or something, you know? I feel <laughs> like there are enough, like, law nerds in the country that you could actually make some money doing that. There, Absolutely. If you knew about this case in law school, I, this seems like something that, like, lawyers are probably aware of. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not... Uh, you know, I don't consider myself. I'm a nerd, but not about law stuff. So, as someone right. who's not super interested in the in the the field, uh, a lot of the time, yeah, that's uh, the, it's. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing you hear about. And you're just like, this is why people hate lawyers, you know, kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, at least plaintiffs' lawyers in this case. So, um, it's like something that would be framed in like a like a. I guess they don't have the same sort of. I don't know, but like like a, a house of law students and like. When they had parties, they'd be like, those are the fucking dry cleaner pants. The law, yeah, we the law them. frat. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, like this, this is the kind of thing where like, you know, there's a lot of um, people talk about things like tort reform, right? Like like everyone always points to like the McDonald's hot coffee case or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, or the late, and, and like that lady was like really seriously hurt. You know what I mean? Like that, like, like. I watched a the documentary about that that came out a few years ago about tort reform and how like those those isolated stories get like totally manipulated and blown out of proportion to seem frivolous when actually yeah. they're like as pretty way, important as a way of like basically making it so no big company can ever be held to account in a meaningful way like right. like because if you don't a big part of like at least I, you know in my opinion a deterrence is important for things like that because you know, you, you have to kind of make them sit up and take notice so they don't keep doing it. If you can just kind of build it into as a cost of doing business, you can do all kinds of horrible things. So, like, you know, I think... Such as uh, take someone's pants to the wrong place. 
That's right. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, th- this guy is a kind of this situation. There needs to be like a, like a, a legal mechanism by which you can say, get the fuck out of here. You know what <laughs> I mean? And like, like, like without even having anyone file a motion, it's like, all right, dude, take the thousand bucks or, you know, hit the road. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, this has to be eating into public funds. Just like, ta- just taking up time in like the court system. It's just, you gotta just be able to like, no, they had a trial. Yeah. <laughs> trial. There it was went multiple trial years. I mean, <laughs> truly like, insane. <laughs> yeah oh jesus um, well so, jeers anyway, to this man good riddance. big time jeers worst of luck um i don't know what's next for him hopefully uh taking a little time to think about wh- how he got here what his life is like um, <laughs> to think about his life <laughs> yeah so worst of luck um to uh, roy the pants man um yeah and, uh, yeah so that's that's it end of law right. discussion no. lawyer mo segment Concluded. Ready for number two? <laughs> Let's do it. Number two. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, number two is also somewhat of a, a legal decision. Um, so per- perhaps a, a coda to lawyer Mo- lawyer Mo segment. Um, this is about uh, this story comes to us from India. It is about uh, a criminal, um, a public menace. Uh, a drunk monkey is is the protagonist here. Um, this monkey is uh, has been sentenced to to life behind bars. That's how the New York Post is putting it in the headline. Um, That's going to do nothing. Monkeys love bars. Uh, monkeys swing around. Uh, monkeys adore <laughs> bars. <laughs> they have their own bars, for God's sake. Yeah. They do. They have their a whole sp- brand. <laughs> The picture of the monkey is very funny because they're it behind is the bars, fully... not under the bars. I suppose that's the that's the real punishment. Yeah, I mean, monkeys yeah. are not super into vertical bars. Uh, they do like they they're not into bars that are perpendicular to the ground. Like that is not exciting to them. They love a a bar that is parallel to the ground. Hence their bar namesake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the picture is full on just a monkey sitting in uh, a monkey sized jail cell. He does look like he knows what happens. <laughs> he looks guilty. Um, no, this is as close to a monkey waking up in the drunk tank as I think they can feel. <laughs> His name is Kalua, um, and the the caption on this photo is Kalua the monkey has been imprisoned for life in Uttar Pradesh, India. <laughs> so, does he only drink Kalua? That would be even better. <laughs> Just so, slamming coffee liqueur. The story about this monkey is like very. Uh, almost mystical i would say so uh yeah this happened in india and um this unfortunately there is a casualty associated with this this monkey was an absolute menace um they think it uh so it was owned by a quote-unquote local occultist uh in this city called mirzapur uh uttar pradesh and um they believe, uh, local authorities believe that this local occultist, I, I don't know what kind of occultist, so that's kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. They believe he supplied his pet with a regular diet of hard liquor and possibly monkey meat. So it was a cannibal alcoholic monkey. And um, it killed its owner and escaped and then just like went on a rampage through this town. And they think the reason is because after it killed its owner... Uh, it couldn't get any more booze. So it was like going nuts because uh, yeah. it needed a drink. And uh, it attacked 250 people. 
Jesus just, Christ. Like, insane. Just like uh, the, the efficiency of this monkey. Um, just going from like innocent person's face to innocent person's face. Everyone else is okay. So like sadly there is a, a casualty here, but it, it, it was a casualty of someone. He kind of, he kind of, uh, you know, reaped what he sowed by uh, creating an alcoholic cannibal monkey and then yeah. uh, it getting out. Don't so, give it a taste for, for primate blood. Right. Like, you know, there'll be like somebody be like owning a boa constrictor and teaching it to wrap a mannequin. And then one day they're like, it turns out that snake wrapped him. And it's like, well, yeah, that does seem to track. seems like what the ultimate outcome would be. Um, so uh, initially, like they gave this monkey to a local like zoo to try to sort of rehabilitate it and figure out what to do with it. And apparently Kalua was just like so aggressive. They're like solitary confinement. Like he's done. He's out of society. We need to get rid of him. Put him in the box. Put him in the box. He's in the hole. He's so going in the, he's going in the, the jail for one, the Magneto jail, mm-hmm, the plastic it, jail. He's in the plastic jail. I mean, this really does bring up some some complicated uh, issues, you know, as uh, personally as a prison abolitionist, like it is tough to figure out what you do with uh, Kalua the monkey, you know, how are you going to this guy can't get rehabilitated. He loves. Yeah, he's been forced to love monkey meat, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I would say you do like a. it's like you just fly him to a jungle or somewhere that's not very heavy heavily populated and let him just be but i guess he doesn't know regular monkey stuff all yeah. he knows is all all monkey knows is is eat monkey and kalua drink or whatever yeah you know eat hot chip and attack all he know is uh get drunk attack face and lie that's all he yeah. knows mm-hmm so, yeah, like, I guess you could, I just imagine them, like, airlifting him to a jungle and, like, dropping him and then coming back, like, six months later and it's all just burned to the ground. It's just, like, a wasteland. Yeah. He's, he's the most dangerous criminal in this jail. They have, like, a lo- you got to go down a really long hallway to visit him. You know, they take yeah. all, everything. And it's like the Magneto thing. They take everything out of your pockets. Can't see that. When they have to transport him, they go full like Hannibal Lecter. They put him on a little dolly, a little <laughs> well, monkey, a little mask. He is like, not by a choice, but he is like a cannibal. Like, he's like a monkey cannibal. They have to yeah. you know, strap him up. He probably gonna... loves fava beans. Monkeys generally like little beans and stuff, right? Well, he only has a taste for blood. Yeah. Maybe he's getting he's drunk like on a... Chianti. It's he's possible. Like a, he's like Steve Buscemi in Con Air. So like a if there was like a monkey con air, uh, here we go. Now that's that's the that's a fun thing to think about to me. I would enjoy that's a monkey good. con air. Make most movies, but with monkeys, I would say. Just Can't hurt. kind of a small scale all monkey cast. Yeah. I do also want to point out that this article, because I know this has come up on the show before. Um, so this, I, when I was in India, I was not in Uttar Pradesh, but he looks like the same type of monkeys that we had. Um, in Tamil Nadu where I was where uh, I of course have discussed on the podcast that uh, one time uh, one of them put his dick on my water bottle and I had to throw it away um, mm. yeah but the, like I remember saying when we were talking about it that like they're very scary because they're small but they're extremely strong and they can uh, completely fuck you up so uh, 
This article points out that uh, these monkeys are no more than about two feet tall, but are known to be as much as four times stronger than humans. So I know this isn't an exact science, but I'm going to consider that uh, that this monkey is as powerful as an eight foot tall man. Yeah, I mean, that math checks out to me. This monkey's as powerful as uh, uh, that Wardlow guy that we always talk about. (laughs) Which (laughs) guy? The wrestler guy? No, no, no. Why do we always get that wrong? No, Wadlow, the, 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 the really tall guy, the Guinness Book, Book of Records guy. Oh, Robert Wadlow. Robert Wadlow. Wadlow. Yeah. Not, I not wonder Wardlow. if the wrestler the from, Wardlow is named after Robert Wadlow. Yeah. yeah. But Wardlow, the wrestler, is like also very large. I wonder if he, yeah. he's named after the historical tall man. Mm. Um, I think Wadlow was historically like incredibly fragile. Yeah, yeah he right. was like willowy. <laughs> Yeah. It's not, yeah. Where it's actually um, more dangerous because this monkey has such a low center of gravity. He's packed so tight with muscles. He's like right. a little, He's extremely a little, little wrecking ball. For some reason, like the piece of trivia that's stuck in my head about like, like the power of chimps and things like <laughs> from what is like the idea of like a chimp could like pick up and throw a motorcycle at you or something. That's like the, <laughs> holy that's, shit. I don't know why. That that's would like, be that, such a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you just give up. You just, well, like I don't know you if gotta, that's you I don't know if tag that's out. If, you're cutting a little yeah you cut yeah. in a lot a little bit I don't know if that like mathematically tracks or not but like that that's like the thing that I distinctly remember like the idea of like a chimp swinging a, a motorcycle around like a sword or something it's like <laughs> well you can't have that just yeah. whirling it over his head by one yeah, one arm you can't it's, you don't want that it's don't absolutely it's, not it's it's like another example of how like humans are we're like consider ourselves like so much but it's like all based on like tools and knowledge where if there was just a monkey roaming and you had to 1v1 it it would like you know you might not automatically win it's picking up a motorcycle for swinging absolutely it, you not know? they're very Dude. scary when it's, gonna when, your, it's gonna pull your damn arm off you know you can't, yeah. you can't. when we were in india um so like like when the when the monkey uh, assaulted my water bottle we like we were, um, they would always come up on the roof of this building that we had classes in. And that's like, it was this covered area where we could hang out, but like monkeys would occasionally invade it. And when a monkey would invade it and we needed to get rid of it, um, there was a dude who like, he was like sort of a groundskeeper uh, at this school where we were. And he would have to go up uh, on the on the roof and he would have like a chair as a shield and he would have this big stick uh, it was called a salambam stick, which is like a um, South Indian like martial art that they do with this stick. And he would just have to like martial arts the monkey away with his <laughs> with his household weapons, and uh, it was terrifying. That guy was yeah. fucking brave. The the monkey like it, there's that great video online of the monkey where there's like three uh, people like having candy on a table and like. They're taking like a selfie video, and all of a sudden, this monkey just like slams into the table, <laughs> like he was like he you know like he was para like a paratrooper, like slams into the table and like s- starts knocking the candy everywhere, and they just bail immediately. You They're got like, it, no! yeah. You, you just and get then out the monkey, of there. and then it's the monkey's candy table. I think you know if Ted Cruz is going to be allowed to to pick a champion to fight for him, Ron Perlman should be able to choose Kahlua the cannibal monkey, and have I them so, yeah. duke it out. You I'd know? watch Jim Jordan v. Kahlua the Cannibal Monkey. <laughs> I mean, would you not go to any fight where Kahlua the Cannibal <laughs> Monkey was on the bill? I don't know who it's fighting. Hey, what, yeah. how'd, that, uh, how'd that fight with Kahlua go? Oh, yeah, he pulled out the guy's <laughs> spine. So, <okay. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's a main event. That's not going on the undercard. Yeah, like Patty kinda was like, saying, it's like, like punched him through the stomach and just kind of pulled out his lower back. It was pretty gruesome. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> just got Mortal Kombated, just hardcore. <laughs> just yeah, pulls it's one out of those, his entire skeleton. Yeah, it's one of those duels where you get to choose a weapon, and he just right away they're like they're like Jim Jordan has chosen sword. Kalua the cannibal monkey has chosen motorcycle. <laughs> You're just like, all right, I give up. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like where this is going at all. I'm just imagining Kalua the cannibal monkey being presented with a bunch of weapons. Like he has like a chart and he gets to point at the one he wants. And they're well, like, yeah, yeah, great like choice. A, they're just like a squire. Yeah, like a box of pistols, a box of swords, and a box of two motorcycles. <laughs> Whichever yeah. one he runs to is the one that he can. And it's like, chose. is it too late to change mine to a motorcycle as well, so I can <laughs> drive away? Yeah, you it's like get the, out of here. I should not have chosen first. I should have let Kalua choose first. Yeah, it's like uh, what's that movie? Is it Bloodsport? The monkey like dips his hands in grease and then rolls it in a box of motorcycles, and suddenly has just like <laughs> six motorcycles on each arm. <laughs> Uh, you're thinking of, I think you're thinking of Kickboxer. That is uh, Tong Po, I believe, does that. That's, yes. Yeah. Also Van Damme. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Kalua the Candle. I mean, I guess he's... I don't know how to feel about Kalua the Candle Monkey. I would love to see him... We're gonna. I, we're gonna have. I, we're gonna. There's gonna be a a, a a monkey FBI agent who needs to uh, consult with Kalua to solve a series of grisly murders. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which unfortunately results in additional grisly murders as Kalua <laughs> absolutely loses it in every interrogation situation. Yeah, they just keep sending in more and more FBI agents because he just keeps ripping the face off of the one that they send in. Yeah, like oh, this is. <laughs> God, it's like Kalua, just uh, wait for the cameras to be off before you rip out the spine again. Well, always with the spine, you're always pulling out the spine. <laughs> this guy loves spines. Yeah. Well, yeah. But. I mean, perhaps his his confinement is unethical, but uh, I, I understand that they're in a real quagmire with uh, what to do to this guy. They they had to send him to the hole, so it's tough. <laughs> they but. sent him. It's exactly like the beginning of Batman Begins. He's in the hole. <laughs> Unfortunately, monkeys are, are spe- specifically gifted at climbing walls, so he's right back it's out. They keep throwing him in a deep hole, and he just keeps climbing back out. Yeah. Well, just absolutely lapping Bruce Wayne every time. Worst of luck to Kalua. Unless Medium he's fighting. Luck. Yeah, it's, worst of luck to Kalua, unless he's fighting Jim Jordan, in which case, best of luck to Kalua. Yeah. That's a safe, a safe bet. <laughs> and this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. All right, uh, we got another. We got another animal. I think pretty much anybody is aware of that. This would be covered. We've been sent it many a time. Um, there is a new turtle on the block. You know, we're a big kind of uh, source of a lot of turtle news, a lot of turtle happenings, and we may have found what could possibly be the king turtle you know number one turtle lord specifically of the turtles a a title that at least someone has given him or maybe he has taken it for himself uh but this is a gigantic turtle found lumbering through a virginia neighborhood so i assume it's he's in fairfax probably and they gave him a lordship uh 
So, so his, name, you, you have not, his he, name is Lord Fairfax. Lord Fairfax, a 65-pound turtle found lumbering through a Virginia neighborhood. Uh, most well-known for a, a fantastic picture of him in which he truly looks like he's been screamed. I think, was it someone tweeted? Was it, Patty, did you tweet that he just looks like he's yelling, unhand me? No, that was, uh, I think that was like, I don't know. That was somebody else. I, I think it was I, Weiger. I, it might have been Weiger. Might have been Weiger. Might have been Matt Bronger, I think, maybe was who it might have been. Oh, yeah, might have been Bronger. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just screaming for freedom. But I'm uh, trying to yeah. find, show me a picture of him. I'm trying to find the news story. I can't find it, which is crazy because it was sent to us uh, 9,000 times. Yeah, and, uh, he's, I'm trying to find him. the one where he's screaming. There's almost so much news about him that it's it's hard to find... <laughs> The he definitive. is like, you know, it's probably good that they found him because uh, they we are in other turtle news this week. Um, Diego, the horny turtle that is single handedly responsible for uh, repopulating his species. Uh, he has finally retired. We we announced his retirement, his impending retirement on the show. Um, but now he has finally uh, hung it up. He's, uh, I, I don't know if he's taking a vow of celibacy now, but uh, he is he is retired, and uh, we wish him the best. He's, he's just worked it down to a stump. He's got nothing left. He's got absolutely nothing <laughs> left. They had to take him out of the left. game. Yeah, he, he, he walked, he, like, they, <clears throat> they had him do a little walk um, to get on the boat to go back to his home island, and uh, all the <clears throat> other tortoises were uh, standing there and saluting, like, all in a big line, watching him go. Yeah. Um, like Gene Hackman at the end of Behind Enemy Lines. Thank you. I just wanted to make that reference. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's now the he's the Wilt Chamberlain of turtles. He's just going to write a book about his exploits, be known for years. Uh, immediately succeeded by yeah, and you know, as someone vacates the throne of of turtles in the public eye, a new one rises, and that is Lord Fairfax. Uh, it is the exact breed of the turtle that cries like a man. It's an alligator snapping turtle. Which, also, like you were saying, it's good that he got caught because they can very much hurt you. <laughs> they are Oh, yeah, that, another guy, animal. that guy is going to snap your ankle if you get too yeah. close to him. He's, uh, he's intense. I, I do, like, anytime they find a, an animal like this, it's probably not a pet because it's a snapping turtle. I feel like people don't keep snapping turtles as pets uh, because they can snap your leg and also because uh, they cry like men and they're very loud. Then um, nobody wants that. But uh, yeah, the the police's guess is that basically someone thought it would be a good pet and then rapidly found out it was very scary. That's kind of what I'm imagining. Like anytime they find a turtle like this, I'm just like, oh, this is someone who got it as a pet and either uh, had it for 60 years and then died and it escaped or uh, they realized that a turtle is more of a burden than a companion and got rid of it. I think this is this is fairly young. Uh, they say like it was 65 pounds, like a fully ad- at full adult size. Lord Fairfax would be about two over 200 pounds, they think. Um, so, yeah, it could be just someone that got this turtle as a pet and then, you know, just having it in a terrarium or whatever in their in their room. They, they quickly realized that they were losing control of their household to L- Lord Fairfax. It just right. never slept, stared at them as they were sleeping. There was a know. power grab uh, and that's how he got his lordship. Yeah. He just constantly ask, you know, like he'd wake up at a, to hear Lord Fairfax. Uh, when Lord Fa- Fairfax was asleep, he'd, he'd narrate his dreams about putting his owner's fingers in his mouth. And then he's like, all right, we got to kind of get this guy out of here. We got to, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he was, he was, uh, 
What's the word for when, like, old kings plotting? Lord Fairfax was plotting to, to take the throne of this Fairfax house. I think you're right. He's, uh... I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've probably, as a society, uh, surpassed our need for uh, people who have titles like Lord and who are, like, have some connection to, like, a royal lineage. I think we should just replace all of the vacant uh, lordships and stuff with animals. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be. What's what's a lord? It's, like, someone who has control over a, 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 a tract of land, right? I think so. And he effectively did, because, you know, until somebody got in there, he was in control of whatever land he was around, because nobody was trying to get their fingies snapped. So, yeah, I feel like if you see a tortoise walking around and you don't have, like, a phone on you, you're like, well, that's somebody else's problem. Like, that's not yeah. something you try to deal with. I don't oh, think. yeah. Keep a wide like, berth. Yeah, it's, it's like, I feel like a snapping turtle is one of those weird, where it is very dangerous, but also nobody's that scared because they are sure they can outrun it. So you just end up with... A, a crowd of people, you know, like I, I feel like when the cops showed up or the animal control showed up or whoever it was, they there's a good chance that they walked in on what almost looked exactly like Lord Fairfax holding a, a conference with his, you know, his underlings or whatever. It was yeah, like a was huge amount court. of people surrounding, and then you know he just I I, I said I've, I've been, I spent a lot of time thinking about what Lord Fairfax would sound like, very much influenced by the unhand me tweet mm-hmm. and just he's kind of laying out the the tributes he expects as he's Lord issuing decrees that's yeah, what he's yeah. doing he's handing out his, he's just like you know it's anything that is like four fingers a week for lord fairfax insert them into my mouth it's all i require and i will leave you to live your lives just that in turtle language you and know, there's probably. and there's somebody like there's a scribe next to him like furiously writing down his demands yeah the scariest thing is when lord fairfax goes silent that's when you know you're really in trouble. You know, they got to bring out the jester turtle to, to amuse Lord Fairfax and calm him down when his constituents get him riled up. I think it, I think a, a jester for a snapping turtle would be like a little gecko. I think that yes. would be like in the animal kingdom who uh, who would have to keep his spirits high. Yeah. yeah. They He'd bring out like the a... go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> No, go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll all get our turn on the gecko. I was going to say, he, he'd be, a gecko would be like, for, for Lord Fairfax, he'd be like Salacious B. Crumb, that little guy who was next yes. to Jabba. <laughs> yeah. Man, my friend, uh, my friend Soleil, who is unrelatedly now the food uh, restaurant critic for the San Francisco Chronicle, we were in college together, and uh, she drew this comic of uh, Kathy and her mom as Jabba the Hutt and Salacious B. Crumb. <laughs> and I think At I... Kathy? Huh? The classic yeah. Ack? Ack Kathy. Kathy. She yeah. drew Ack Kathy and her mom as <laughs> Jabba the Hutt and Salacious Feet Crumb. And uh, I've just never forgotten it. I just, it's like burned into my brain whenever I think about Salacious Feet Crumb. Soleil, yeah. very funny just, in addition to being a very good food writer. <laughs> I just yeah. think about that name. Like, it's like, okay, so the word Salacious is a name for this alien? That's, okay. <laughs> His parents had a very low opinion of him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Salacious is like, would imply that he's sexy or something, right? Isn't that Salacious? Yeah, he's I like, think he's, he's, like, he's, he's a, very t- like a pervert. He's a titillating little guy. Like, it's like a, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, because when I when I think of a little rat that just goes like, <laughs> like that's when I yeah. that's I think salacious. That's to it's me. very sensual. Yeah. He just has an aura about him. It's like, yeah, he's not really attractive, but like he just has an energy, you know. Yeah, you know he can lay pipe. Salacious <laughs> <laughs> bee crumb. I hate to hear that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> no, Sexual dynamo, you. salacious bee crumb. I really regret bringing up salacious bee crumb at this I point. Feel, I feel like we need to end this podcast. Like, I'm I'm pulling the parachute on this after that. <laughs> oh, so you heard it here. Tweet us rule 34 of just absolute powerhouse salacious bee crumb. Thinking about what salacious bee crumb is like in bed. That's That's the limit. <laughs> That's what the B stands for. Salacious bed. Bed crumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's part of it. Oh I just God. like someone imagine seeing a picture of that little rat and being like, what a salacious little crumb. That's what we should call him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds good, I guess. Look at this little guy. He's got um, little sprouts of hair and a beak. Both very sexual things. Yeah. Yeah, nothing um, more sexual than random tufts of hair. Just <laughs> very hot to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, what that beak do, just to make ugh. Patty even more upset. Get out of here. We need to end this now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, <yeah. laughs> I'm upset. Shelby, Shelby says, salacious bee crumb bruise my esophagus. So thank I'm, you for that. I have to go. Salacious <laughs> bee crumb run me over with a steamroller or whatever people say. I uh, need to leave push a safe off of a building onto me and then have me be inside the safe uh when you open up the safe um yep oh. okay uh hey uh lord fairfax uh unhand him that's all i have to say so uh thanks for listening to the show uh for the last episode that you managed to get through i assume um uh patreon.com slash what a time pod as we mentioned we got a lot of uh good stuff uh on there we got a uh, we're about to record a fun episode with uh, Diego Lopez from A Little Time. Um, we're going to put a link to, uh, he's got a, um, his MMA gym in, in, in Williamsburg, uh, which is something he's really passionate about, uh, is doing a fundraiser for some rent and stuff. And uh, so we're going to put a link to that in the description if you if you feel like uh, or are able to donate. Um, that would be uh, cool. Um, uh, let's see. We, we got the Tee Public. Uh, we'll have a link to that as well. Um iTunes uh, review would be nice um, as well if you would like to give us one. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, we got the Discord. Um, there's a link to that in the description as well. And to get the private channels, it's uh, it's ten dollars uh, a month uh, on the Patreon. Um, what a time pod on Twitter and Instagram. What a time podcast at Gmail if you want to contact us. And uh, I'm uh, Patty Mo and all the stuff. I am doing a uh, Zoom comedy show. Uh, with uh, Fairfield Comedy Club um, next Saturday. I originally said it was next Friday. It's a Saturday, uh, June 27th at 8 o'clock. Um, also on the show, uh, Abby Crutchfield, uh, Lance Weiss, and uh, Joe Garrix. It's all uh, it's an all-Georgetown show. Um, and uh, we're going to be raising some money for a charity that I can't remember, but I'll have a link and stuff uh, posted on my, on, my, uh, on my social stuff so you can check that out. Um, it should be good. And uh, that's it for me. I have another podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal, which is a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Um, uh, We just put up, as of when this is released, uh, we just put up our 
uh, bonus episode, our first bonus episode for the month on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal, A-N-D. We do one free episode a month and two bonus episodes on our Patreon a month. I am Kath Barbadoro on everything. Um, I can't think of anything to say except if you live in New York, uh, the primary is June 23rd. Uh, hopefully you've gotten your absentee ballot and can vote that way. But if not, if uh, you're able to do so safely, please go vote. It's very important. Um, there are a bunch of uh, candidates running in New York that are endorsed by DSA that have really good uh, platforms. Uh, and I really want you to vote for them. So please do that. That's all. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Eli Uden. Follow me on Instagram, Chili's Restaurants. Uh, I Twitch at twitch.tv slash pig underscore dog. I haven't Twitched in a little bit because it feels like a weird time to do it. But I uh, probably will begin again. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, thanks, thanks y'all. See you we'll next talk time. talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.